0: back to her story. It's just myself, it's DJ Dakota, and our special guest today is the one and only licensed therapist. You see this big L? Licensed Therapist. Tori Dixon
1: thank you for having me thanks for being with us listen it's a pleasure anytime I get to sit with you it's always such an honor to sit with you thank you
0: girl listen all right y'all so we are going to be talking about just some emotional and mental mental health that's why we have the licensed therapist in the house all right
1: so go on and hit us with the first question Uh, Ms. Tori, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. Uh, To kick us off, I kind of wanted to start us with this question. What's the key difference between mental and emotional health? Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's such a really good question because our mental and our emotional health, because they work in conjunction with each other, oftentimes Mm -hmm. they can be misconstrued as both being the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Our mental health is the way that our mind functions and processes Thought, Um, our emotional well-being is how then are we feeling and expressing that thought through um, behavior, through the movement of our bodies? What do we do with our bodies in response to what happens in our minds? What does it make us feel like? What does the thought provoke for us? Um, What does an experience provoke for us? So we can have both a mental and emotional experience. Um, from just one incident but how do we process it in our mind that's what, what you think about when mm-hmm. you talk about mental health is how we are processing things and then our emotional health is in, then how do we respond to what we have processed in our mind mm-hmm. oh that's good that's yeah. good those are two different things but they work um mm-hmm. almost in conjunction with each other they're like peas and cornbread they're like mm-hmm. peanut butter mm-hmm. and jelly right mm-hmm. you better. so they work <laughs> so <laughs> give us an <the> analogy <laughs> They work so well together that sometimes if we're not careful, we can kind of put them one in the same. OK. OK. And since just this season, we are kind of like talking about things all of us talk about with our sister friends. Right. Yeah. Uh, from a cross-generational perspective, why do you think black women should invest in our mental health? Yeah, black people overall. (laughs) Look, black people. All of us. All of us people who are black and black identifying. um, I think that because of so much history Mm -hmm. that we have both in this country, um, we have been um, the backbone and the foundation of everything that is America, Mm -hmm. from culture to um, politics. So much of it has rested on the shoulders of Black-identifying Americans, yes. okay? Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we not only have our environmental spaces that we have to be mindful of, but we also have to understand that our experience pre-America, mm-hmm. right, it wasn't an all-bad experience. However, the pre-American experience, the trans-continental um, slavery enslavement in this country all of that has impacted our DNA Mm -hmm. and so not only is it just an environmental space but it's also a genetic thing it's both biological and environmental so we have to do the work to make sure that our mental and emotional wellness gives us the best shot at being everything this country says we aren't Mm -hmm. but they siphon everything from the very people that they say aren't who they are. So the, be- the better we take care of our mental and emotional wellness, the better we show up as ourselves mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this space.
0: How could, you know, it's always a question that somebody will anytime I have something at church or come in contact or, and especially if I have you on the scene, yeah. they'll say, well, how do I find a therapist? How do I know this is the right therapist for me?
1: And so what advice would you give to that? That's such a good question. I think we have to use some of the same skills that we use in finding anything else, right? Mm-hmm. So when you are trying to decide whether or not this is a good job for you, um, what do you do, right? So you you scout out the, the job, you look at the job description, you see whether or not that job will fit within the mainframe of the life that you want to live. You look at salary, you look at working conditions. You look at several different things when you're trying to find a job, mm-hmm. do the same thing in trying to find a therapist, mm-hmm. right? First of all, we should be praying about that. Yeah. Especially if good. you're a believer, you know, if you are a believer mm-hmm. and you believe that, um, you know, you, you are using God as your mainframe, mm-hmm. you are supposed to pray. You know, mm-hmm. men are to always pray. That's mm-hmm. what we say. Right. So that we can get guidance and so that we can come into contact with the right people. Not every Christian identifying therapist is going to be the best one for you. Mm -hmm. Not every black identifying therapist is going to be the one for you. But when you pray and when you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in the direction that you want to go in, you will find someone. Sometimes it is a little bit of trial and error, Mm -hmm. right? So you'll go and you'll have a session and you'll be like, ooh, (laughs) Mm, I don't know. Or maybe you'll walk into their office and there's a, a vibe that you don't get with. Listen Mm -hmm. to your whole, listen to the Holy spirit, you know, you just, burning sage and all different (laughs) things. And you like, I don't believe in that. Then Mm -hmm. that's not probably the clinician for you. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. But give yourself permission to interview people, look at their resume, make sure they're licensed. Mm -hmm. Why don't we check the secretary of state website, Mm -hmm. put their first and last name in, make sure their license is active. Make sure they didn't have a license back in the day, (laughs) you know, but that they have one right now that is active and, um, Go with recommendations. Oftentimes I get a lot of referrals from people who say, Hey, somebody referred you and you know, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, There's all types of different online resource, online resources. Go to your church, right? If, a therapist mm-hmm. is affiliated with your church. Mm-hmm. There may, you, you can probably guess that fundamentally there's going to be some agreement there, whether it be in your theology and all the other things, but you'll understand that there's an agreement there. So yeah. use your church, use psychology today, use therapyforblackgirls.com, mm-hmm. all those things online mm-hmm. to help point you in the right direction.
0: But the main thing is seek out a therapist. And even if you have a bad experience and you realize the vibe is off, Girl, there's somebody else.
1: There is somebody oh, else. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, as you know, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you are such a great. Th-. But I remember a client, she came and saw me one day and then she sent me an email. She's like, I don't think you are the right fit. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad that you advocated for yourself mm-hmm. and you did mm-hmm. not come back. You did not spend not one more dime mm-hmm. in my space because you said I was not a good fit for you. And guess what? I did not ask her for an explanation. Mm-hmm. Her explanation was enough. You you are not a good fit for me. So move on to somebody else. All right. Well, praise
0: be. That's That's good. good.
1: When you think about um, once we finally get through that process where we do find a good therapist, is there a such thing as a healthy duration as to how long you should be in therapy? Is there an expectation that you get to a point where it's like, okay, I have these new skills now, I can apply this and kind of manage my situation better, or is it okay to kind of continue in therapy just proactively? I think that therapy is um, proactive medicine. I Mm. always say that. It's the thing that we do, um, like when we do our yearly and our annual physicals, right? Mm. That we just get checked up, we make sure that everything is in order, Um, And I think therapy can be that way for us. Sometimes I have clients and I say, hey, come once a quarter, right, Mm -hmm. just to check in. Because usually um, I tell people, don't see therapy as the emergency room. Mm -hmm. See it as your doctor's office, right? Mm -hmm. And so while we can take care of you in the emergency room, right, um, we want you to come to your physical um, and your normal doctor's appointments, right? So you shouldn't be going to the emergency room because you have high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. That's something you should have done at your PCP. Mm -hmm. now you shouldn't go to your PCP when you have a gunshot wound you should go to the emergency room Mm -hmm. right so I say use therapy as a preventative care as your PCP now of course you can come to us when life is just crazy I have clients they they have loved ones that pass away and they call me and I'm like I'm there I'm gonna Mm -hmm. show up for you right Mm -hmm. but we want you to see this as a regular part of taking care of your overall health. Mm-hmm. Because what we do, Elsie, mm-hmm. is we separate ourselves, right? We got this, it's like a department store. You got the shoes over here, mm-hmm. and then you got the clothes over here, and you got the underwear and the purses over here, right? Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. are one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are one body with everything in one place. You are not just the mind over here okay. and your body on this side. No, 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 no. A part of you coming to know yourself is to know that I am one person. So that means when one of my systems are misfiring, Mm -hmm. it's going to Mm -hmm. impact the other system. You can have a shutdown at the department store in the shoe department, but you can still go and get you some lingerie Mm -hmm. if you need it. Right. (laughs) Because one department is not going to impact another, Mm -hmm. but your body is not that way. You need to see it as one functioning Mm -hmm. unit. That means your mind that means your body. That means your soul. That means your spirit. Mm-hmm. And when one of them is, is misfunctioning, it's going to impact the function of the rest of you. Mm, that's
0: Ooh. good. That is good. That
1: yeah. is good. The people yeah. needed that.
0: Yeah. People needed that. Listen, what is the biggest mistake uh, clients are making when they come to see you? Or like when you're with your therapist friends and and so on, and you're like, Girl. <laughs> Is everybody doing this right now? Is everybody, does everybody have this problem right now? What's, what's the biggest, what's, what are we, what are, as clients, what are we doing wrong?
1: So I'm going to say as clients, what are we all doing wrong? Because I am a therapist with a therapist, right? right. So I go to therapy. Listen, that should be number one on your list of finding a therapist. Ask them if they go to therapy. That's a, now that I'm going to have to ask mine. Listen, every good therapist has a therapist. Yeah. And I have a black male therapist, which one day we are going to talk about that and how it has completely (laughs) changed my life, but we'll get there. I think one of the things that I would encourage clients to do most is to, um, give yourself permission to be the change that you are seeking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Y'all write that down. That's a quote. Say it again. Say it again. (laughs) Give Mm -hmm. yourself permission to be the change that you're actually seeking. Right. So when you muster up enough courage, because it takes courage to go and talk to a stranger, yeah. to divulge the intimacies of your past, of what you are currently going through, your patterns, that is not easy. So let me just tell you, if you feel like, hey, I'm struggling and I don't know if I should say anything like something's telling me I need help, but my gut is like, oh my God, I got to tell them about that. That is a normal feeling right? That's a normal part of this process. But once you've given yourself the permission to seek that help, go ahead and be it. Go ahead and implement it. One thing at a time. One, one. it could be one, what you consider a small thing. Um, it's so funny that um, I think I heard a pastor say that faith um, isn't measured in leaps. It's measured in steps, mm. right? So- we talk about taking leaps of faith, but in reality, it's really next taking steps. a step of faith mm-hmm. yep. Right? that I'm going to take this next step. And before I notice it, before I realize it, if I look back, I will have I will have a leap response by taking very small steps. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll get a leap response. Because I'll look back and I'll be like, man, I can't believe that's where I was. Mm -hmm. And you got from there to here by taking small steps. Mm -hmm. I love it. So be the change. Just be it. Mm -hmm. Implement
0: it. All right, y'all. So if you're going to therapy, remember, be the change. Be the change. Be the change. And I feel like if you go to therapy, there are like certain phrases that like pop off in your mind. So um, (laughs) my therapist is always like, stay in your lane. And I'll be like, okay, and I'll measure it um, when I'm in something or doing something like she would be so proud of me because I stayed in my lane
1: (laughs) in my lane. um, I I like to say, give yourself permission. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes we're waiting on somebody Mm -hmm. to to tell us to go ahead and be and do. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you give your own self permission, you actually write your ticket to being the person and the woman that God has really called Mm -hmm. you to be that you're not waiting on your circumstances to give you permission. You're not waiting on your money to give you permission. You're not waiting on your friends or your family. I am actively giving my own self permission to be everything in the fullness that God is calling me to be. Mm -hmm. And once I write my own permission slip, y'all remember going to school Mm -hmm. and you got on a school trip, right? Uh And you had to get your parents to sign your permission slip. I'm going to give you permission to sign your own permission slip, right? Mm -hmm. Back in the day, it was fraud. This time I'm saying it's helpful. (laughs) Unless you're under the age of 18, then this is not for you. (laughs) But sign your own permission slip to say, I am giving myself a clear path to being everything that God has called me to be. Amen. I love
0: it. Well, listen. On that note, we are we're we we have to come back.
1: Absolutely, we have to do a part two.
0: So we're gonna change our clothes, change our little outfits, and come back for part two. But uh, thank you so much, Tori, for being with us. Listen, DJ Dakota. Thank you again. Always in the house for girl chat. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll catch you next time for part two. Part two of our conversation with Tori Dixon.